his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Three oh five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Wednesday. It is the day after the elections, and I don't know how to break it to you. It, it is not nearly as bad as some people have been saying. I I I have felt throughout the last I don't know twelve hours or so. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to hide the the sharp implements and the. The uh, pieces of rope from some of my friends. Uh, there were some major upsets. There's no question about that. And I suppose we should deal with them first up. Henrico County is now solidly blue, isn't it? Not by a huge margin, but solidly blue. Not one, but two supervisor seats in Henrico going to the Democrats. So that's four to one. Which means, uh, Henrico, given that your Commonwealth's attorney was reelected, she can really ramp up her efforts to become attorney general. But in the meantime, uh, crime will continue to rise. So if you're in Henrico, you certainly have my sympathies and my condolences. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you, honest to goodness, because when you look at the percentages for sheriff, you look at the percentages for Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico, and then with a four-to-one supervisor's board, man, that's that's not good news for, for anybody who actually cares about the rule of law or decency. So, uh, you know, Heidi Barchinger uh, was able to uh, pull out a, a, a little victory there. I don't even think it was a full point to remain as the uh, clerk of the court, which is good. That's good. I mean, you held on to something, and, and I wish you well. Up here in Hanover, we're all good, with eh, with one sort of exception. You know, my friend uh, Yale Levine Sheldon had run an incredible race for the Ashland district seat on our board of supervisors, and uh, it looks like she has lost that race by just about 100 votes, which, let me tell you, uh, much closer, much closer than the incumbent Faye Pritchard would have expected. And that uh, could be a wake-up call for Faye Pritchard, or it, it could be a moment to energize Yale, who can spend, in all candor, she can spend the next four years campaigning for that seat. I think she ought to, because I, I, I think next time out she would uh, absolutely take it. Uh, some great victories on the Board of Supervisors up here in Hanover. My friends Ryan Hudson and Jeff Stoneman and uh, 
Sean Davis, Michael Hertzberg, Sue Dibble. Uh, we're in good shape up here in Hanover. I just have to tell you that. But we have no more room, so don't even think about it. I know Henrico's falling apart. You want to get out, but no, don't do it. Don't do it. We don't have any room up here. Uh, our sheriff reelected, our new Commonwealth attorney, uh, Mackenzie Babichenko, and... Uh, we also defeated the teachers' unions up here. We said no to the elected school board. So we're doing just fine, thank you very much. And I must tell you, there is a certain amount of, I, not glee. Glee would be wrong because glee sort of indicates that there's gloating or something, because I'm not gloating in any way. Uh, but I am very, very happy to see that some really good, solid people were elected in Chesterfield. Kevin Carroll, re-elected by a massive margin. Um, we've got uh, good folks who are part of the uh, the school board. Right? I mean, uh, Mr. Peranto is joining the school board, and I think that's fantastic. Really solid guy. And the big win. The big, big victory in Chesterfield for law and order. The big victory in Chesterfield County for victims of crime. The real victory in Chesterfield County for law enforcement officers who are just doing their damnedest every single day, putting their collective rear ends on the line to help keep you safe, was the election of Aaron Barr, Aaron Barr, as Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield County. I, I'm, I'm very, very inspired by that. I really am. And Aaron Barr is going to be with us at 430 this afternoon. I think she's a good woman. I really do. I've heard nothing but excellent things about her performance in the courts, uh, her talent as an attorney. And she ran as an independent. I think she, well, clearly, if you take a look at the votes, she, she pulled a lot of votes in from Democrats, independents, and Republicans in Chesterfield County. And, and people in Chesterfield County really paid attention to this, really paid attention to this we've we've all been concerned i think how certain certain races just don't get the attention they ought to and they're really important races and the one that i i really did try and highlight this time out was commonwealth's attorney because uh, what's happened for four years in chesterfield in my opinion is an absolute uh, abomination and that's that's about to end so good congratulations to Aaron barr and congratulations to john lumpkins who was victorious in Goochland County. He is going to be the new Commonwealth's attorney in Goochland County. The uh, clerk of the courts was reelected. Uh, Steve Creasy, the sheriff out there, reelected. And it, it looks like things in Goochland are about to get safer. And the Commonwealth's attorney will be more organized and uh, able to work with the sheriff, the deputy sheriffs, the clerk of courts, the public. I mean, all these people that the the current CA out there in Goochland apparently just I couldn't get along with. I don't know. Now, do we analyze what happened with the state house and the state senate? Sure. I, there's no reason for us to pretend. There's no reason for us to uh, hide our heads in the stand. Some things happen which are downright shocking. The uh, uh, the porn princess over there in Henrico got 48% of the vote. Let that sink in for a second. How far has Henrico fallen 
that this porn performer, who may very well have been in violation of the prostitution laws here in the Commonwealth, sure seems like it to me. I'm not an attorney, and I'm waiting still for the Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico to do something about it, which means, well, you know, nothing's going to happen. But in our beloved Commonwealth, prostitution is defined as accepting money for a sex act. It doesn't have to be a sex act with the person providing the money. And if you've watched uh, her videos, well, then make no mistake about it. But all of that being said, she lost. But the fact that she secured 48% of the vote, does that not just send a chill up and down your spine? It does mine. Really does. I, my gosh, it's just, it's, 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 it's awful to think of that. Uh, but that's, that's what happened. Now, this is not a blowout. I know we're not happy with the results, right? Governor Yunkin led the effort to hold the House and flip the Senate. Well, that didn't happen. We lost the House, but we did t- pick up one seat in the Senate. All right. Not a great victory by any sense of the imagination, but it is not a crushing defeat. I've heard so many people for the the, the last almost 20, well, uh, 7 o'clock, I don't know, this is math above, 21 hours, whatever it is. But, but there are people like, God, I'm going to rip my clothing and cover up the mirrors. It's the worst thing ever. It's the end of society. There'll be dogs and cats living together. And I, No. No, it's not the worst thing since the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. The fact of the matter is that there was a slight flip in the house now not for the good and and despite the news well we're going to have the first african-american speaker of the house well we're also going to have the first ever convicted felon as the speaker of the house congratulations i mean that is what virginia democrats are delivering and maybe people are buying it sure seems like a lot of people did buy it and they bought their campaign of fear how do we address this that's the question that's the big question And that's the one that I've been uh, chatting about, frankly, throughout the day. I've been on a million different programs all over the country because people were looking at Virginia and saying, well, you know, however Virginia goes, that's a lesson for us. I I don't know that it is entirely a lesson for us because I want to point your attention right up the road to Loudoun County. Some interesting results up there. Yes, the wacko members of the school board were reelected, which troubles me because it says that those parents in Loudoun County are are totally okay with their kids being abused and uh, attacked in schools. But you know what else happened in Loudoun County? Mike Chapman, who was a law and order guy, who is the sheriff of Loudoun County, has been, I think, for eight years, he was reelected. So the very same people who were saying, well, the school board can do anything, we don't really care, they voted for the law and order guy for sheriff. And one other thing. Do you know the wackadoodle, Soros-funded, Soros-financed Commonwealth's attorney in Loudoun County? Well, guess what? She was defeated by the conservative law and order Republican in Loudoun County. So very, very mixed results. We'll get to the bottom of all of it, I promise you. Uh, Our buddy Mike Dickinson will be here. Now, Mike, as you may or may not know, is... uh, 
uh, it now exclusively part of uh, this program because every Wednesday afternoon at 335, we have assigned Mike the uh, the duty. He is doing the work as an investigative reporter that uh, traditional reporters used to perform. So Mike is with us every Wednesday afternoon at 335. Coming up at 435, Aaron Barr who is, I guess, January the 1st, is that Inauguration Day? She is the newly elected Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield County. Hard-fought campaign, but she she absolutely pulled it out and won, and congratulations to her. She'll be with us at uh, 4.30-ish. And then uh, my friend, Dr. Sarah Cran cement at 5.35. We're just going to talk about some great positive happy stuff uh, the friendship circle once again doing some great things here in our community and uh, sarah cran cement dr sarah cran cement will be with us at 5 30 to discuss them you yeah i'm talking to you you can text me anytime you want 833-804-1140 jeff katz news radio wrva 321 Jeff Gads, News Radio WRVA. A couple of nice notes here. Let me get to one. Kathleen says, Hey, Jeff, I hope you were joking when you just said when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. Yes, Jeff, you said the Germans. Yes. Yes, I did. It is uh, an Animal House reference. If you've not, I don't know, Kathleen, if you've not seen Animal House or it's been a while since you've seen Animal House, no, you got to go watch Animal House. And uh, if you've got kids going off to college, they have to watch Animal House with you. That has to be the package deal. I know it sounds a little weird, but um, look, uh, it's what Blutarski talked about, right? When they when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor, people looked at him. Uh, don't stop him. He's on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me get to a couple of uh, other texts here. Some people are... Are, are upset. Jeff, after I die, please don't let me vote Democrat. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, 804 says, Jeff, Glenn Sturdivant won. That's a hollow victory. He is the worst rhino ever in the state Senate. Mm, not sure if I go along with that, but I got what you're saying. Uh, 804 also, Jeff, 48% plus voted to elect the porn star, Susanna Gibson. It really does say a lot about how little those 48% of Democrats care about the quality of their candidates and themselves when it comes to morality. Well, that's true. And you and I, as decent people, are going to have to try and wrap our heads around this and understand. And I don't know necessarily how you combat this totally, but I do have some breakdowns, and I am not going to bore people with all sorts of percentages and what have you but i don't believe it was the worst disaster in history i have heard people describing it that way uh not the result that i wanted not the result that you wanted but i do not believe that it was the worst result ever very, very close. I mean, the margins in, in some of these races, 100 votes here, 100 votes there. Uh, big victories? Yes. It was clear the city of Richmond once again did not want a casino. And guess what? I think that's it. I don't think you get a third bite of the apple in the city of Richmond. I don't think there's any way to uh, make excuses for what happened. There were $10 million poured into the campaign 
to get a casino on the south side. And voters in the city of Richmond, by an overwhelming margin, said no. A larger margin this time than last time. So I I think that's it. I think that's it. What does that mean? It means people in city government better get their crap together and start recruiting businesses, start doing more for the Richmond Public Schools. When you're turning out kids from RPS who do not know how to read, do not know how to write, and do not know how to count, that's on you. And there's a reason that some businesses look at Richmond and say, well, no, no, we're not going to locate there because we can't find employees at higher levels because RPS fails those students every single solitary day. Now, that's that goofball superintendent and his bestest buddy, LeVar Stoney. And if you're not happy with what's happening at RPS and you live in the city of Richmond, you need to kick people like LeVar Stoney and the school superintendent the hell out of there and elect some people that actually care about your kids for a change. Mike Dickinson actually cares about what's going on in the city of Richmond. He'll be with us at 335. I remind you, every Wednesday afternoon at 335, Mike is here doing real honest investigative reporting like we just don't see anymore 327 jeff katz news radio wrba 336 jeff katz news radio wrba yes indeed it is wednesday it's the day after the elections there's some weeping going on there's some crying going on but it is what it is. Now, questions that need to be addressed are some serious ones. Uh, despite the uh, hyperbole and the, uh, the, uh, the high-fiving coming from some in the uh, ranks of the legacy news media, uh, the big distinction about Don Scott is that he's actually the first felon who will serve as speaker of the oldest legislative body in North America. That's the big distinction, isn't it? How come that's not mentioned? I don't know. Just isn't. But whatever. Other big issue, Henrico. Henrico now with a 4-1 to one Board of Supervisors for the Democrats. And that's going to be a big deal. That's a huge, huge issue right there. Did Glenn Youngkin overpromise and underperform? A number of people asked me that today. I, I think he did pretty well. I'm not happy with the results, and I would like, honest to goodness, honest to goodness, for my side, my team, to actually, you know, dirty their hands every once in a while. This is a full-contact sport, kids, and you're either going to play to win or just don't bother playing. We are fortunate enough that uh, Mike Dickinson, who has been part of this program uh, one way or another now for just about 11 years now that I think about it, is now our regular weekly uh, investigative correspondent every Wednesday afternoon at 3.35. He's with us, and uh, today is no exception. Mike, thanks for being here, man. Of course, it's like the day after WrestleMania. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I probably uh, would have been able to call some of the matches in uh, WrestleMania a little bit better than uh, some of the stuff <laughs> yesterday, but uh, uh, we needed a foreign object or two, don't you think? 
Yes, uh, it's sad what happened. The Republicans apparently didn't get the memo. They brought a pillow fight to a gunfight, yeah. and they just got they just got destroyed. They wouldn't, and and the Democrats they put them on defense the whole way, and none of none, none of the time in the last year have the Republicans were the Republicans ever able to really control the narrative and get their points out there because they were so focused on being nice and trying to have this image and not embarrass Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin, I don't know, I don't know who gave the order not to fight and stand down, mm. but I was very disappointed multiple times because they wouldn't hit back. The Democrats hit, hit, hit. And the Republicans just sat there and took it. Well, I want to call in your uh, some of your investigative prowess, Mike. And this is one of the things that uh, I remind people of. I mean, you you've had you, you've lived a very interesting life. We both lived very interesting lives, and uh, find ourselves at very different places now today than we were, say, ten years or twenty years or thirty years ago. But uh, one of the things that has really been uh, shining with you that I'm so proud of is is your real honest-to-goodness investigative reporting and journalism, and I, I want you to just jump on one story as an example. Ghazala Hashmi apparently doesn't live in that district, but nobody on the GOP side said a damn thing about it. I, I, was, I was appalled by that. One, how did they not find out about this until the day before the election? Right. And two, why were they not making this a major point the last month, I mean, somebody had to know, and I don't know why they sat on it until the very last minute. There's no way to get it out that quickly. And then, even then when that happened, they weren't out there aggressively attacking. Um, she was running, running against Hayden Fisher, and he never posted about it on any of his social media. He didn't no. talk about it. No. That should have been his number one punch, you know, right at the last minute was, she doesn't even live in the district. And he didn't even hit her on it. That's the bizarre thing. I I just don't believe, as I'm sitting here, Mike, I don't believe that nobody knew about it until the last two or three days. And if they were sitting on it, then they, they just were not aware that we now have 45 days of voting, for goodness sakes. You don't wait right. until the day before. Right. We have we have 45 days of voting to get it out, to let people know. We have a thing called radio where we can get on there and talk to people and let people know. We have a thing called social media where we can share these things. There's lots of ways to get the word out. And to me, it it just looks like the GOP doesn't put any effort into doing any opposition screening of their opponents at all. At all. The Susanna Gibson issue with her paperwork that I found, this Hashmi issue, it doesn't seem like they put any effort into investigating. It just seems like they're just like, well, we're going to get some yard signs and put up the yard signs and knock on doors, and we're not going to really worry about, you know, finding anything on the other side. We're sure it's all fair. Yeah. I I mean, my goodness, maybe, maybe uh, at at some time everybody was polite and well-mannered, and and that's just how you ran these things, but... Uh, it, it does seem that that whole opposition research is step number one for, for any of these races, including uh, the House of Delegates and State Senate. If I was, well, in all the races that I ran, if I was the GOP, 
I would the first thing I would do when I found my opponent was would be to file a Freedom Information Act and get their filing paperwork and look over it, review it, and make sure that's all correct and in order. Look mm-hmm. at their financials and see what's up. See see if they actually live in the district or not, right. and see what's going on with all of that, and then. And then start to to comb through social media. You can find a lot out about a person on Facebook. People yeah. people love to talk and they love to post things on Facebook, uh, where they're at, what they're doing, who they're mm-hmm. with, and you can mm-hmm. find a lot of commonalities. You know, investigating. Well, uh, you know, maybe you can uh, turn some of your attention to some of the candidates, or they can turn their attention to you. Let me let me ask you about uh, the porn actress, or the uh, well, somebody here said she's a mattress actress. I don't know if that's a uh, <laughs> if that is or is not a technical term. I'll leave that in your court, Michael. But uh, uh, what do we know about? Uh, the things that seem to be wrong, right? The signatures on her paperwork don't match. Uh, she she solicited some sort of well, she called they were called tokens. So yes. is is that the same thing as asking for money? Uh, with the prostitution laws in Virginia, it, it does appear that uh, you don't have to perform the 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 purchased sex act with the, with the purchaser. It can be with anybody so long as there's uh, an exchange of money. So are you going to stay on top of those stories? Yes, I'm still working on it. I'm still hoping that Rusty McGuire, the Commonwealth Attorney of Louisa, will take action about this paperwork because there's the signature issue and there's the notary issue. It was notarized the day before she signed it, which is illegal. That paperwork is illegal. Yeah. And as far as the prostitution and all that stuff goes, she was online soliciting tips to do things that are illegal, illegal lewd conduct, right. saying things such as if I get a hundred tokens, I'll order pizza and I'll open, I'll, I'll open the door naked, yep. or I will go and flash these people that are outside the window. You know, doing all of these exhibitionist, voyeuristic antics right. that nobody that's you know nobody that's an adult should be doing. It's very college age. You know, animal house behavior. It's not something that someone who is a nurse and family person, as she portrayed herself, should be doing. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, I feel sorry for her kids. I don't know her. Oh, I don't terrible. know the husband. I don't know the kids. But, man, the, the, those kids have got to be going through hell as a result of her. They're never going to live it down. And I feel bad for those kids. I felt like the minute all this stuff came out, yeah. she should have withdrew and, and, and just got out of the spotlight. Because yeah. now... She's going to be forever known as that. She's never going to be able to live that down. No, no, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it, it's a bizarre situation uh, to be in. So, so let me ask you: Will you be uh, reaching out to the Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico? Uh, because let's face it: I mean, Shannon Taylor now with she got she had a nice, nice victory margin-wise in Henrico. So it's full steam ahead for her running for attorney general. Are you still going to reach out to her and see if she'll be pursuing that Susanna Gibson matter? Yes, I'm going to stay on top of that with her. And we have to watch her closely because Jimmy Lee Jarvis is coming up. His trial, I believe, is coming up the second week of December. Okay. He's, the, he's the individual that made the bomb threat towards about the Andy No event. That's right. And the, 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 hot, the hot thinking was that she was going to make the trial in December after Election Day so everybody would forget about it, and she really couldn't be held accountable because the election's over with. So even if she drops the case, and everyone's still mad at her. There's nothing they can really do about it. All right. Well, you know what your assignment is then. you got to stay on top of that. And uh, I want you to continue, if you don't mind, digging into uh, some more details for the city sheriff in the city of Richmond, because that is uh, just...
continual nightmare down there. A lot of people, when when you're on, Mike, I can't tell you how many notes coming in saying, please make sure that Mike gives us his uh, social media handles. I want to follow him on X. So please give everybody the uh, the places they can find you. You can find me on X at MikeD4RVA. Or if you're a little bit of a stronger stomach and you want to see Facebook, I'm on Facebook, The Real Mike Dickinson. All right, so Mike D for RVA over on X, which used to be Twitter, and uh, what yes. was the, the Facebook page again? The Real Mike Dickinson. The Real Mike Dickinson. All right, Mike, listen, uh, happy to have you now as a regular part of this program every Wednesday, 335. We're going to chat with you. You're going to be out there, you know, beating the bushes, doing the investigative reporting that used to be done by a lot of folks, and now you're it, man, so, so we, we got some trust in you. I love it. It's great. We'll be doing some great things. Thank you, man. That is Mike Dickinson. And I uh, remind you, Mike Dickinson is with us every Wednesday afternoon at 335. It is 346. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 352, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday, and we're putting the, uh, the election sort of kind of in the rearview mirror, not entirely. Uh, but a little bit, right? I mean, we, we, we've gotten through it. And if you are a conservative, if you are a Republican, if you're an independent-minded person and, you, and you're not crazy about the the ultra-left wing uh, organization that the Virginia Democrats have become, okay, you're not happy today. I'm not particularly happy today about those results, but I'm also telling you right now, I'm not jumping off the roof. I'm not hiding all the uh, the scissors and the razor blades. I'm 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 okay. I, I think there's a lot to be learned from this, and I think before anybody starts slicing and dicing and throwing people under the bus and off the cliff and I don't know, wherever else you throw people, take a look at some of the margins here, kids. Hundred votes here, couple of hundred votes there. This is not a blowout in any sense of the word on any level. Did, quote, we win? We did not. Did we lose in a shutout? We did not. Now the question becomes, what do you do now? Right? That, that That's the question for you. I'm just going to sit here and pout and gripe and moan and fetch. And, well, all right, well, then fine. You going to run for something? You going to donate some money? You going to help a, a candidate going forward? No, no, I'm done. All right, well, then you get what you get. John out in Goochland says, Jeff, as the resident pundit at WRVA, Miller the Mallard used to say the day after an election, if you didn't vote, don't quack about who lost. Okay. There were some victories that you need to acknowledge. Kim Taylor won re-election down in the Petersburg area. That's huge. Was it a blowout? Nope. Did she win? Yep. That's a major, major victory. Danny Diggs winning. Big victory. New Commonwealth's attorney for Goochland, a new Commonwealth's attorney for Chesterfield. Those are huge wins. The teachers' union was resoundingly defeated here in Hanover County. That is a major victory for the people. So please, it's enough with the tears. It's enough with the pouting. 
there is the potential for good stuff. You have to look at the reality of things. I'm not asking to be Pollyanna and think, oh, well, we did great. We didn't do great. But it wasn't a blowout. And there were some local victories that... Re- His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details really matter. The fact that Chesterfield County and Goochland County will be safer moving forward, I got news for you, that's huge. The incoming Commonwealth's Attorney of Chesterfield County, Aaron Barr, will be with us at uh, 435 this afternoon. It is 357, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Four oh four, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Wednesday. The election is over. Get back to our uh, normal pace of life, right? Well, we'll have to deal with some of the fallout. There's no doubt about that. Some of the fallout's going to be very, very good. Talking about a new Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield County, and that woman, Erin Barr, is going to be with us at uh, four thirty-five. Looking forward to chatting with her, finding out what the game plan is moving forward. Out in Goochland County, well, deputy sheriffs in Goochland County are going to have a a much better time trying to lock up criminals and keep them off the streets because there's going to be a new Commonwealth's attorney in Goochland County as well. That's good. That's really good. Up in Loudoun County, that Soros CA got voted out. That's great. And I know the usual suspects are doing the usual stuff, right? I mean, there's some some folks you just know that it's already prepared. Right? Uh, Jeff Shapiro will always be anti-Republican. All right. It is what it is. That uh, Bob, what's his face? Remember, he's the guy who told us about the uh, really Difficult uh, primary that Buddy Fowler was going to have up here in Hanover. You remember that? Uh, Buddy Fowler could very well lose. Buddy Fowler uh, just absolutely blew his primary opponent out of the water. It was I actually felt embarrassing. It really was. It was embarrassing. 
So we got some good stuff that's going on. Please don't listen to uh, all of the folks who are always going to tell you that the sky is falling. Take a look at the actual numbers on some of the state house and state senate races. We're talking about razor-thin margins of victory one way or the other. That's, it's, it's not a disaster. Think about the fact that we're about to have, for the first time ever, a convicted felon as the uh, Speaker of the House of Delegates. That is quite an accomplishment. I, I was going to say it's the first in America, but I know that's not true. It can't be true. I mean, up in Massachusetts, my other beloved Commonwealth, when we lived there, we had like four Speakers of the House wind up going to prison. I think it was four speakers in a row went to prison. Maybe it was three speakers in a row. But I don't know if they actually served after they were, in fact, convicted of the crime. So this might be a first, right? First elected legislative body in North America, first elected legislative body to have a convicted felon as the speaker. Hmm. I don't know if it's really tourist worthy but it might happen i don't know but there are some pieces of what happened yesterday that e- that, that that should inspire you and give you some hope and, it, and and by the way it's not party related not party related goochland county john lumpkins who won was in fact the endorsed republican candidate and Mike Caudill, the guy who lost, was being supported by Democrats. That's not why I endorsed one or the other, because number one, I don't do endorsements. I simply share with you what I have gleaned, what I have uncovered, what I have learned. And I do share with you how I would vote if I lived in an area, but I don't live in the area. So I didn't get to vote in Goochland. I did say, however, if I lived in Goochland, I sure as heck would have voted for John Lumpkins. Because I heard the horror stories from the the sheriff, the prior sheriff, the deputy sheriffs, the clerk of courts, the prior clerk of courts. So I thought, yeah, there's something there. Down in Chesterfield County, interestingly enough, the endorsed Republican was defeated by an independent who had been a Democrat in the past. So I, I think we, we really honestly have got to a, get to a point, especially on some of these uh, local elections that really revolve around local issues. Maybe, just maybe, not always be swayed one way or the other uh, with some of these labels. I'm, I'm not saying that you give up on your party, not by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not giving up on my party. But I want somebody who's going to work with the police officers, the deputy sheriffs, and prosecute criminals and get them off the street. And um, if they come up to me and say, well, you know, Jeff, I'm not really a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a member of the New Year's Eve party. Okay, well, great. I'm a member of the costume party. I don't, I, I don't care. Now, we're, we're facing some other things that we have to deal with. We're, we're now a, a month in to this war between Hamas and Israel. See, I don't want to go along with it. Well, you know, Israel declared war. Well, Israel had 1,400 innocent people slaughtered. Well, I don't understand. You know, it's their fault. Is it? 
Is it your fault if somebody breaks into your house and bludgeons you to death? Of course not. Well, that's what happened in Israel. Hamas terrorists literally broke into Israel and slaughtered innocent people. And Israel has said, we're not going to put up with this. And the rest of the world is absolutely positively allowing their their innate anti-Semitism to come boiling to the surface. This Jew hatred is on such full display. It is so flippin' ugly and painful. I, I thought throughout my life, five decades plus, that I had seen some bad stuff through the years. Stuff that really just frosted me, angered me, inspired terror in others. I don't like to be afraid, but I, I get some people are afraid. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And all I can think of, this is what it was like in Nazi Germany. It, 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 this is what it was like. We, we've got a quizzling in the White House. We, we have people who are going around and tearing down posters of babies who were kidnapped. Why? Because they're Jews. And instead of condemning it, which every decent human being should do, you have folks like Kareem Jean-Pierre, the Minister of Propaganda at the White House. She, she's not so sure about that. In fact, we've got that cut. Cut number four. Kareem, can I ask you, there's been on social media and frankly on um, news broadcasts, uh, a lot of videos of individuals who have been tearing down signs, many of these taking place in New York City, of Israelis presently being held hostage in Gaza. There have been some tense um, confrontations that have taken place there. Is the White House's view that these actions should be condemned, the pulling, of, the pulling down of them, or that that's a form of peaceful protest? Look, I, I haven't, I've sort of kind of seen the reporting here and there. I think it was from last week, There's right? There's been like 30 million videos that got around. No, I know, I hear you. Bit. I hear you. I'm just not going to, uh, not going to, okay? I'm not okay? going. Is that peaceful protest to I, pull that down or should I, you not be doing I'm just that? not going to go into uh, specifics on that particular thing. Uh, what I can say, there are real vi violent protests and threats that are happening right now. And senior administration officials are, are aware of these reports, uh, which are deeply concerning. And that is something that uh, we're focused on, right? So to be clear, it's deeply concerning that people would be pulling I'm these things down? I'm just saying, as it relates to a lot of reporting out there about violent protests and threats, uh, and, uh, and so I can speak to that. I can speak to how FBI is tracking an increased volume. I can speak to the frequency of threats that we're saying to the Jewish community, to the Arab American community, to the Muslim communities uh, in the United States since October 7th. That is something that I can speak to. And obviously DOJ and FBI are working with law, local law enforcement on those, uh, on those threats. And of course that is deeply concerning to us. Uh, and so that is what we're going to work on, focusing uh, on that. I'd be grateful if you take the question just to see if there is a position the White House has on that just for going forward because it's created a lot of divide in this country right I'm, now. I'm happy to. You're the only person in the world who hasn't seen these videos. She's the only person on God's green earth who hasn't seen the videos of these despicable degenerates ripping down posters of babies who have been kidnapped by murderers. Well, I don't know. I haven't really seen it. I don't know. Well, okay, so let's take it as a hypothetical, madam. 
you have a poster on a wall. It features the uh, the image of a baby kidnapped by a murderer. Would you be in favor of or opposed to the removal of that poster? Well, I, I can't talk to that. Well, then you're an idiot. Next question, please. It is uh, 414. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRV. 421. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. A couple of interesting uh, texts that have come in. 833-804-1140. A couple of folks have raised the question of those mail-in ballots. If they have to be postmarked by Election Day, are there people who yesterday filled out the ballot and mailed it in how many of those might be out there i don't know i don't know i'm not sure if anybody knows that number right now and and when do we count them do we count them when we send them out and say gosh here's how many have been returned uh do we wait till they're all returned when do they have to be opened i I, these are all questions that I, i i think are still out there and I don't know, maybe we'll get some answers. Who knows? There might be enough of them out there that uh, one or two of these House races or Senate races change. It's possible. Up in Loudoun County, the uh, CA's race, relatively close, although it's pretty clear that the uh, the Soros person lost up there. But she's saying, oh, no, I'm not conceding defeat yet. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, Jeff, how do we know that the governor was disappointed? Did he say that he was? I didn't go to the event. I don't. I don't do that. I'm not a reporter, and I'm not, I have no interest in being a reporter. Uh, I mean, I'll report what happened, but uh, that's not my gig. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I would imagine, as most Republicans are in the Commonwealth of Virginia today, saying, "Well, I'm kind of disappointed in the way the races went." But I don't know if he actually used the word disappointed. No idea at all. Jeff, I'm sure you have little, if any, input into the news department, but. I just wanted to give kudos to this Charles Pyle fellow. He is no nonsense and a breath of fresh air. If this is an interview, he has my approval for the job. Well, fair enough, 804. I will uh, pass that along to uh, the folks who will ignore me promptly, I am sure. Tomorrow morning at uh, 6 a.m., my friend John Reed is going to be here. I want to make sure that you are here with John, listening to what it is that uh, John has to say. He's got some great insight. You know, John and I don't get to see each other as much as we would like to. Uh, we legitimately like each other. We we, we are friends. Uh, I've said it many, many times before. I'll say it again. Uh, Heidi and I just absolutely adore him, think the world of him. Uh, I think his mother, uh, Judy Reed, is just an absolute spitfire, and I always <laughs> Always love getting the chance to uh, to chat with her, and I I only knew his dad very very late in in his in his dad's life, and I got news for you I I love chatting with him I'd see him at these politics and pints events, and he was always in the first row, and uh, just a smart smart guy and funny and and John invariably kept saying to me man you ain't seen nothing. Well, John wouldn't say ain't he has much better grammar. He said, you you didn't see nothing, anything. He was so much better years ago. I'm thinking, well, okay, he must have been fantastic years ago because he's pretty doggone good right now. Uh, but John and I had a great time last night, spent three hours here uh, providing the results, analyzing them, offering some insight. 
And one of the things that we were chatting about, I don't think John will, will be upset if I share this, is that in that one district where the, uh, the porn lady got 48% of the vote, John was appalled. John, I was seriously appalled. Why? Because, because that's the district, fundamentally, that his dad used to represent in the House of Delegates. And I, I would hope at some point Jack Reed's son, John, my friend, would run for the House of Delegates or the state senator or some other post. I think he would do an incredible job. I really do. And I know his, his passion and his conviction. And I, I always enjoy working with him, but I, I could just tell spending time with him as that race was still too close to call when we both left the radio factory last night, like 1030 or something, um, that it, it means a lot to him, means a lot to him. So I, I want you to listen to him in the morning. Starting at 6 a.m. Coming up at 4.35, I am so happy to say this, the newly elected Commonwealth's attorney or Commonwealth's attorney elect, I don't know exactly what the term is, Aaron Barr from Chesterfield County will be with us. Really looking forward to chatting with her. It is 4.26, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA, Wednesday afternoon. I know, I know, I know, we've all been processing election results and this seat and that seat and the other seat and what's going to happen here and what's going to happen there. Uh, Our old friend uh, Dave Brandt, former congressman, now, oh, I almost said the dean of the business school. He got promoted to the uh, vice provost of Liberty University. I'm not exactly sure what the vice provost does, but I I think there was a good salary increase and the hours are better. And so good for him. We've got Greg Jarrett, who's going to be joining us uh, next week. I'll get you the uh, exact date on that. And we're still trying to uh, nail down uh, times for for Ben Stein. No, we're not going to have the chance to win his money, but... um, I may I may start with Bueller, 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 although I'm sure he's never heard that before. So there are people who are happy. There are people who are unhappy about some of the election results. Fair enough. I am here to tell you that there were some huge victories, huge victories for common sense and public safety. And uh, Chesterfield County, my opinion, did the right thing. Aaron Barr, the independent, victorious yesterday. And I am happy to say that Aaron Barr is joining us uh, Madam Commonwealth's Attorney-Elect. Is that the proper title at this point? <laughs> I don't know, but thank you, Jeff. I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. Well, we are grateful to have you here. And if I can still call you Erin, at least until you raise your hand, I guess it's January 1st you- to take the oath of office. Uh, you can always call me Erin, Jeff. That, That's fine. That is very kind of you. Uh, number one, congratulations. This was... Uh, this was obviously a tough campaign but uh, the people of chesterfield said uh, they want to put a lot of trust in you how's that feel today oh it feels so good i i am so thankful i'm thankful to you your listeners all of all of the people that have come out and supported me um the last 45 days at early voting has been 
really neat to get to meet people and talk to people. And I am so thankful for everyone that just came by and kind of squeezed my shoulder and said, we support you and we're behind you. Um, a lot of law enforcement that have reached out, you know, in the, in the weeks leading up as well as today. And then also my volunteers that all were working the polls yesterday and trying to get people to listen yeah. about, you know, me being an independent and this race being nonpartisan. Um, I'm so grateful to them. I had family members come in from out of town, um, prior coworkers, other prosecutors. That I, actually, one of them flew in from the West Coast to work the polls yesterday. Wow. I could not be more grateful for the support I've had. Um, oh and gosh. it feels good today. It feels like, you know, the right thing happened, which, yes. you know, we don't always feel that way after um, an election. <laughs> so today is, is really special. <laughs> I love that. Now, is there a certain retired Virginia State trooper who's saying, "Yeah, yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's my that's that's my daughter over there." Yes, a certain retired Virginia State trooper who also picked me up at ten a.m. so we could go take down our signs ah. across the county so people didn't have to look at them. Ah. He does not take a day of rest. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, I I know that uh, he is, of course, very very proud of you. Now you enjoy today, maybe even tomorrow, but boy, you got a lot of hard work ahead of you. Yes, I. but I'm looking forward to it. You know, I left Chesterfield after 10 years. I left in May of 2020, um, right at the height of the pandemic. So I really didn't get to say a ton of goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really difficult to leave in 2020. It took a lot of thought and, you know, processing because I, I love Chesterfield and I feel so good that I'm coming back. Um, even, you know, feeling a little overwhelmed at the task before me, I, I feel so good and feel like I'm coming home. Erin Barr is joining us. Erin Barr was victorious yesterday. She will be the uh, Chesterfield County Commonwealth's attorney. When do you take the oath of office? Um, I believe they swear me in towards the end of December, um, and then I officially take office January 1st. All right, so you've got, what, about six, seven weeks to put yeah. together a staff and, I don't know, pick yeah. out furnishings? I don't know if you get to do that or not, or maybe they're maybe provided, but definitely you got to put together a staff, my friend. Yes, and, and six or seven weeks sounds like a long time, but I don't think it is. So I am lucky to have um, so many people in Chesterfield that I know and trust, and, you know, coming out of that office, knowing so many people, um, you know, I, I know good people there, and I'm looking forward to doing that, to putting together a good office. Excellent, excellent. And, and I, I'm not exactly sure how the office functions, so maybe you can just enlighten me a little bit. I, I would have to assume that you have at least one deputy CA, right? So there's a chief deputy, and then there are deputies and then assistants. So, yes, okay. I have the task of picking out kind of my right-hand man or woman. and Okay. Um, and then the deputy, the, the other deputies in the office that will be part of my leadership team. And then, of course, assistants. Oh, um, that's that is a big that, that's a that's a heavy lift. I'm looking forward to it. There are so many prosecutors out there and a lot of them in Chesterfield County that really care about um, community safety and public service, just like I do. And, yep. and I know we're going to have a, have a good office. Well, I, I love I love hearing that, and, and you talked about finding the uh, the best man or woman, and, and it's got to be the best person. Look, you yeah. uh, distinguished yourself, I would say, during your time as a prosecutor. I, I heard nothing but rave reviews about you as a defense attorney, and what's what's bizarre 
is that I heard a lot of them from from attorneys and from law enforcement officers who were up against you. So that that's not easy to uh, to get. But but they all talked about your your professionalism, your conduct and quite frankly, your legal acumen and talent. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I am very grateful for my career and where I've gotten in my career. And it's only because of all the people that have, you know, lifted me up on the on during the process and on the way. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's just a great time. It, it is. I, I've already heard, as I'm sure you have from so many folks inside <laughs> uh, law enforcement in Chesterfield County who are really looking forward to uh, to a new day of um, uh, working together, not always seeing it the same way, but at least working together with a certain degree of professionalism and respect. Yes, I have heard from a lot of them, and I, I share that same sentiment that I am looking forward to working together. I do have to add, as as excited as I am to come back to Chesterfield, Colonial Heights will always hold a special place in my heart. Great police department, sheriff's department, great Commonwealth Attorney's Office. Um, you know, my coworkers, all the courthouse community have been so good to me the last three years, um, especially through this campaign, supporting me um, through this. So I, ha- I have to say I'm grateful to them as well, and I will miss seeing them every day. Well, uh, you're you're leaving a mark there for sure, a, a high mark. You're bringing uh, a, a great reputation and a skill set uh, back to Chesterfield. The people of Chesterfield really have placed a lot of trust in you. I'm just uh, honestly, to my core, thrilled that uh, you've been victorious, that you were able to get the message out there, that people were able to understand what was really at stake. And again, look past all sorts of party labels today yesterday tomorrow i i I don't think for something like this it's important and i'm 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 just thrilled to see that you'll be returning that office to uh to an office like it was when billy davenport was ca yes i i was determined from the out front you know i'm going to run this as an independent I, i don't think that the prosecutors should be beholden to a party and i'm glad to see that you know chesterfield citizens agree that justice isn't partisan um, and I am um, hopeful and looking forward to returning that office to, to where we were at when Billy was here. And I've been so thankful for his support. I'm sure I'll be leaning on him for some advice. Yep. Um, and he's been so good to me during this campaign, um, reaching out, you know, praying for me and, and supporting me. Well, Aaron, I I know you are going to have to put together that office. You're going to be busy, and you got signs to take down. But I do want you yeah. to know, uh, you 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 are always welcome here. I would love to have you come back and check in with us. Let us know how it's going. If there's anything that uh, that we can do, please uh, don't be a stranger. I'm I'm looking forward to great things coming from that office with you at the helm. Of course, Jeff, and, and thank you for all you've done. I've enjoyed our chats, and I've enjoyed coming on the radio and, and talking to you. So thank you. Thank you, my friend. That is Aaron Barr. Aaron has just been elected as the Commonwealth's attorney for Chesterfield County. Uh, she will be uh, taking office officially around January the 1st. Uh, she has to put together a team, and, and this is an office now that will be capable of working with the Chesterfield County Police Department, the Chesterfield County Sheriff's Office, other law enforcement professionals, and uh, it, it's just uh, it's going to be a high mark. I know it. It is 445. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRV.
451, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. I will tell you that I've heard from uh, some folks over in Goochland, plenty of folks over in Goochland, uh, who are uh, really, really happy today. Really, really. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulele speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 Nerds. today's episode is sponsored by nerd wallet's smart money podcast ready to level up your financial game let nerd wallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details happy today why well goochland is going to be a safer place i know what you think man it's it's not that bad a place now it's not goochland is beautiful i have a lot of friends in goochland county and you've got to remember though that when you get to around 288 and short pump man there's a lot of development going in there which means a lot of people which means that you you get criminal activity i mean that's that's just the reality of it so what happens when you have a prosecutor out in goochland county who eh, just can't be bothered working with the deputy sheriffs criminals benefit that's what's happened the last couple of years Criminals have felt much better in Goochland, and and the law enforcement officers, the uh, the members of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office, have have really felt frustrated. Here they are; they're out there; they're putting their rear ends on the line, locking up the bad guys for doing bad things, and then the 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 CA doesn't doesn't want to prosecute them, or doesn't prosecute them properly, or doesn't get along with this person, or forgets the paperwork, and all this other nonsense. So that's why I talked about that race. Because I had friends of mine in Gooch and saying, you just wouldn't believe some of the stuff going on out here. You just, you just really, honest to goodness, would not believe it. And so yesterday's victory for John Lumpkins was a big one. Big one. 
I had friends who, oh, Jeff, you, uh, he's, he's a real estate attorney. Well, sort of a general practitioner with, uh, with an emphasis, perhaps, in real estate law, but with experience uh, as a police officer, as a prosecutor, as a defense attorney. It's like, yeah, you, you got to have somebody who can work. And so I'm very happy. I'm very happy for my friends in Goochland County. I'm very happy for the members of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office who will now have someone in the CA's office who, who understands what they're up against and wants to get the criminals off the street. When push comes to shove, that's what this is about. It's about a safe community. Now, Henrico County is a different situation, and uh, Henrico County, with a 4-1 to Democrat majority in the Board of Supervisors, is going to become an even more crime-plagued community, I would dare say. Shannon Taylor has not paid attention to that office in the way that anybody who wants to thwart crime would. She has looked at it as a stepping stone, as something that positions her to seek the Democrat Party nomination for Attorney General. Well, now she's free to do that. And so that you know, she can point to her election victory in Henrico County and say, look, look at these numbers. I won by a whole slew. Well, Henrico now is a Democrat county. You may not like it, but that is the fact. Sheriff is a Democrat. The CA is a Democrat. Four out of the five Board of Supes members are Democrats. Uh, I, I don't know what the breakdown is, State Senate, State House, but it certainly doesn't seem all that Republican to me at this point. And so you're going to have to deal with that. School board? I don't know. You guys elect a school board down in Henrico. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that most of those folks who were elected were probably Democrats. Now, I saw a post earlier today from uh, Shannon Dillon's campaign manager. I think it was on X. And I, it said, essentially, hey, we didn't get any money. We didn't get any money from people who promised to give us money. We didn't get any support from uh, party apparatus, and I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of this. I'm, I'm not in Henrico. I can't tell you one way or another. I don't know. But if that's the case, shame on them. No, not the Dylan campaign. The people who didn't do what they said they would do. You said you would donate money, and they didn't donate money. Well, shame on you. You said you would have people out working to help uh, elector, and then you didn't. Well, shame on you again. I know a lot of attention was focused on my friend Siobhan Dunavant, as it should be. Because I believe, to my core, that Siobhan Dunavant has done an exceptional job as state senator. Somebody sent me a note and said, well, you know, maybe her uh, anti-Second Amendment stuff played into this. I would not describe Siobhan Dunavant as anti-Second Amendment. I would tell you, in all candor, that she and I definitely have disagreed on a couple of issues related to that sort of stuff. But not enough that I would ever say you shouldn't support her. In fact, I said just the opposite. I I won very much for Siobhan Donovan to be reelected, and it, it doesn't look like she was. I mean, uh, uh, the teachers union guy did very very well, and he's going to be the new state senator. Fair enough. But if I could make a suggestion, not that Governor Yunkin's listening to me for suggestions, but I would say to Governor Yunkin, you need to have Dr. Siobhan Donovan on your staff, on your team somewhere, secretary of something or other, head of something. Don't let her go. It's 457, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA.
5.05, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday evening. Today's the last day, by the way, for nice weather. If you've liked the uh, warm temps, we're up to what, like 78 today? Uh, it's back to the real world starting tomorrow. And uh, for the foreseeable future, just, just an FYI, that's all I'm going to tell you. Now, coming up at uh, 5.35, uh, I don't want to say an old friend of mine. I'm young, but a dear friend of mine. How's that? Dr. Sarah Cran-Cement, the executive director of the Friendship Circle of Virginia. Amazing organization that does amazing work. I was on the board for a couple of years and just always impressed with what it is that Sarah and the whole team are able to accomplish. They have a big event coming up. And uh, I want us to be involved. I want you to be involved. I want to be involved. I want all of us to be involved. So she's going to join us at uh, 535. Tomorrow afternoon, our good friend Dave Bratt will be here. Dave, as you know, formerly a member of Congress, has been the uh, the dean of the business school out at uh, Liberty University, now the vice provost out at uh, Liberty University. I'm in the process, by the way of uh, locking down some dates uh, where I will be, I guess, uh, doing the show and speaking at some point uh, out at Liberty. So that's pretty cool. I'm very, very excited about it. I have some some good friends of mine who are uh, Liberty alum. Other stuff that we have to talk about, because believe it or not, it's not just the elections yesterday. I know some people are laser beam focused on it, man. That's the only thing. That's it. That's it. There's other stuff happening in the in, in the world, and we have to deal with that. The season finale of Big Brother? I know, it's November. It's normally just the summer. As crazy as it sounds, that's like a thing for me. Because every summer, Heidi and I, for years, have watched it. And and is is it brilliant television? No. (laughs) It's, It's like the potato chips of television. There's no actual nutritional value, but man, it's still kind of enjoyable. And they're getting ready to wrap it up. There'll be a, I, I think it's, I think it's this week. I'm pretty sure it's this week. If it's, is it, is tonight the debate? I think tonight's the the debate, right? I'm not watching it. Not really not. I, I, I am so tired of so much of the political stuff right about now. I do have other things that I want to look at, uh, focus on. I got the boys coming back for uh, for Thanksgiving. I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, we've got some uh, dear friends of ours who are going to be joining us for Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, we're, we're going to ask what their one special Thanksgiving dinner or item is. Because everybody's got one. Oh, Jeff, I always do the potatoes. Oh, I'm really good on stuffing. Oh, I'm okay. So I want to find out what their specialty is and then say, well, bring that. We'll take care of everything else. But if you've got one specific thing that just sort of stands out, I want you. I want you to uh, to bring that. And I will get the brine recipe. I'll share the brine recipe. I do it every year. People have already started writing, Jeff, can you give us the turkey brine? I will. I promise I will. And you'll notice what's not on my list. I'm not watching the debate live tonight. I'm just not going to. I don't know who on that stage is going to be president. I know some one of them might be president, say in the 2028 race. I don't see any of them becoming president in 2024. I don't see any of them being the Republican nominee in 2024. I, I think 
many of them are sort of auditioning for vice president or for secretary of this or secretary of that. Uh, I'll watch. I'll, I'll catch up tomorrow. I mean, I will start 6 a.m. tomorrow with uh, my friend John Reed. Oh, I'm not going on the air with him uh, that early, but I'll be listening to him that early. And I know John will watch it tonight because John, John does that. Good for him. And I'll listen to what he has to say. And then throughout the morning as I'm doing some other stuff, I'll have it on and I'll, I'll take a look and I'll pull some of the stuff you need, to, you need to know about. And you know what? I think I'm like most people. What do you think the numbers are going to be for this debate? How many Americans are actually going to say, oh, yeah, I, I, I got to put everything I'm doing tonight on hold so I can watch this? And who's sponsoring it tonight? What network is it on? I don't even know. I know that some of my friends from uh, Salem Radio are involved. Some of the Salem people. I think Hugh Hewitt, actually, is one of the questioners. And Hugh's a brilliant guy. But eh, I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to watch it live. i got a lot of other things I'm concerned with. I'm concerned with the rise of anti-Semitism. And I, I don't think it's that anti-Semitism is on the rise. I think that more people feel comfortable simply uh, telling everybody how much they hate the Jews. That's what's going on right now. This is not newfound hatred. But once again, like, like with the rise of Hitler, all of a sudden it's perfectly okay to say, oh, yeah, we hate the Jews. Drive the Jews into the sea. Drive them into the ocean. All over the world. But I'm especially concerned here in the United States because I live in the United States because I'm an American. I have uh, some early decorations up at the plaque shack. It sounds a little crazy, right? But there, there is this uh, Jewish dictum that talks about being a light to the world. So at Hanukkah, which, by the way, very early this year, December the 7th, a date that will live in infamy unless you're simply celebrating Hanukkah, in which case it's just December the 7th. Um, but it's very early this year. And so what happens traditionally, those of us who are celebrating Hanukkah will uh, put, a, uh, put the menorah in the window so that everybody can see the light, so that we can be a light to the world. And I have these um, battery-operated candles. And I always put them up for, for Hanukkah and, and then for Christmas. Because I have friends and neighbors who are celebrating Christmas, and I would like them to enjoy the holiday. And frankly, I want to help them enjoy the holiday. But I now I have them operating now. I started shortly after the uh, Hamas invasion of Israel, and it's such a tiny little thing. And I don't know, maybe nobody even notices it. But I'm sitting here in the plaque shack as we speak, and I'm looking at these these glowing candles, electric, well, battery operated. All right, so they're safe. I'm not going to set anything on fire. Thank God. Um, but I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, okay, is that enough? No. Is it what I can do right now? Yeah. Is there more to be done? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Part of this is going to be education, and part of it is going to be taking a hold of the lunatics who have been in charge of higher education and saying, you're not getting another dime from me. There's some very notable alumni people around America who are saying to places like the University of Pennsylvania, you will not receive another nickel from me in your fundraising campaigns. 
And these are people who give millions and millions and millions of dollars. It seems to be the only way, the only way to get this message across that we're not going to tolerate this sort of Jew hatred. I mean, anti-Semitism sort of cleans it up a little bit, doesn't it? Makes it uh, more palatable. Uh, take a look. This CBS News. What's her name? Nora O'Donnell is the uh, top uh, CBS News newsreader. Cut number one. Well, back here at home, protests and demonstrations on both sides of the conflict are taking place almost daily in cities across the country. While most are peaceful, some rallies have turned violent. Tonight, an investigation is underway after the death of a 69-year-old Jewish man who was fatally injured at a rally near Los Angeles. Oh, is that what happened, Nora? Oh. Okay, I thought that he was hit in the head with a megaphone by one of the pro-Hamas terrorists, and then he crumbled and hit his head on the concrete and died. But, you know, the way you said it sounded so much nicer. Oh, God, it's, it just sounded so polite. No, I mean, polite and full of crap, but polite. Yeah, yeah, your way just sounds so much better. It is 514, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 521, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday. Yes. All right, there. I just, I'm, I'm just keeping track of these things. It's important stuff. Tomorrow is Thursday, which apparently is going to be the last day of this, this comfy weather, 82 degrees, because Friday, look for rain, it's going to be like 50 or something, back to the real world. Uh, I want you to take a listen to uh, to something. Uh, you know, the the other day there were violent protesters at the White House who vandalized and defaced federal property. How did our network news media hacks cover it? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Cut number two should answer your question. All of this comes as the White House and this administration is facing growing pressure to try and push for a ceasefire. Those calls echoed by passionate protesters here in Washington this weekend demanding more be done to address this humanitarian crisis. Calls even echoed by some in the president's own party. Well, today, pro-Palestinian protesters marched in several cities around the world. Thousands took to the streets of Toronto calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. While in Madrid, demonstrators expressed support for the Palestinian cause Across the globe, tens of thousands of protesters from the West Bank to Europe and the U.S. are taking to the streets, demanding the Israeli onslaught stop now. In Washington, thousands rallying outside the White House while Mr. Biden was away. Shaking the fence, red handprints symbolizing blood smeared on the White House gate. Washington, Saturday, thousands demonstrated against what's happening in Gaza with anger directed at the U.S. as well as Israel for supporting this campaign. Tens of thousands showing their support for the Palestinian people taking to the streets in Washington, D.C. The protesters demanding a ceasefire in Gaza. Signs and banners have been left here outside the White House, some reading Free Palestine, others reading Genocide. This after a thousand Thousands descended here on Washington in the latest pro-Palestinian protest. Massive crowds gathered calling for a ceasefire, condemning the Biden administration's support of Israel. Demonstrators were seen on social media trying to scale the White House fence. Some spraying graffiti on D.C. buildings.
buildings and statues. Here at home, the weekend was marked by more protests on both sides of the war. Demonstrations were held in many cities across the country, including college campuses. And this weekend, from coast to coast, people made their voices heard. Passions rising here at home, with demonstrations in multiple U.S. cities. In Washington Saturday, a rally in support of Palestinians brought tens of thousands to the nation's capital. Crowds marched to the White House gates. According to police, the demonstration was largely peaceful. But after dark, some protesters shook the White House fences and began climbing them, leaving red handprints symbolizing blood smeared on the brick and vandalizing nearby statues. In a statement, the U.S. Secret Service said the attempted gate trespass was handled without incident, adding there were no arrests. Why? Why were there no arrests? You arrest people who do those things. That's why you arrest people. You break the law, you get arrested. That's the way this works. You vandalize federal property, you get arrested. You're trying to illegally enter onto White House grounds, you get arrested. Shame on the United States Secret Service Uniform Division that decided not to arrest these lunatics. These criminals. Well, it was mostly peaceful, yeah. I mean, except for the destruction, it was very, very peaceful. Very peaceful. You remember those nice riots a few years back? Oh, they were lovely. They were mostly, well, I know, I know, billions of dollars in damage and, and innocent people killed. But other than that, it was mostly peaceful. Oh, and the fires, yes. There was, yes, yes, there was a lot of uh, arson. But other than that, it was mostly peaceful. So these are mostly peaceful. Kashmir took us mostly peaceful. You're destroying property that doesn't belong to you. That's a crime. That's what it is. It's a crime. I came out of the police academy a, a, a thousand years ago. I still know that's a crime. It's not that complicated. I'm not trying to explain a RICO investigation to anybody. I'm saying I saw this lunatic over here, a pro-Hamas terrorist, deface federal property. I saw it. It's a crime. Lock his ass up. Be done with it. Well, it was mostly peaceful. We don't want to. We don't want to upset them. Really? Well, it looked to me like they were plenty upset. Looked to me like uh, I don't know. A couple of thousand arrests would have been a really good way to start. Well, we just want Israel to, to to have a ceasefire. Oh, why is that? Well, because they're killing all the bad guys. Oh, okay. Well, what are you going to do? Don't break into somebody's house and slaughter their baby. This is what happens. You're, it's a war. This is what happens in war. I have to explain this, right? Well, now there should be a ceasefire. You know, when the Israelis are fighting back. Screw that. You started this. And once again, my dad's advice. Don't ever start a fight. But if somebody starts a fight with you, you finish it. 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 536, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. I, I mentioned to you a couple of moments ago that I've got my uh, my battery-operated candles in the window. Why? Because we, uh, the Jewish people, are supposed to be a light to the world. And uh, after what happened on October the 7th, I just thought, well, uh, I've got to have some sort of visible support uh, for people who were victimized. And, and and to stand with those who are fighting back against this terrorism. And then we're in the middle of this election season, and, and then the Patriots are doing terrible, and 
and, and and all this stuff is all together all at the same time, right? And in the middle, just like a candle lit as a light to the world, is once again the friendship circle doing great things for great people. And I have the opportunity, I'm so fortunate, to, uh, to welcome uh, my friend, uh, Dr. Sarah Kranz. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. ...who is the executive director of the Friendship Circle of Virginia to talk about the latest wonderful stuff that the Friendship Circle will be up to. Uh, Sarah, welcome, my friend. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, the uh, the pleasure is always mine. I can assure you of that. And and for those two people who have no idea what the friendship circle is, there's got to be two people that have never heard of it. Uh, give everybody the lay of the land. What is the friendship circle? Where is it located? And then what are you guys doing? Absolutely. So friendship circle. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna divert for a second after I tell you what friendship circle is because I heard your introduction where you talked about the fact that it's a hard time. Right now, it's just a hard time, right? There's, there's always good things, and there's always hard things. And uh, these days, with things going on in the world, there's just, it seems overwhelmingly hard. And what's really interesting is that at Friendship Circle, we focus on facilitating friendships and creating relationships. And that is how we aim to build an inclusive community, specifically one friendship at a time. And the reason we do that is because we really believe that when people get to know each other in a way that is different than just saying hi or being nice or being kind, when you actually get a chance to meet someone where you both benefit equally, where you learn about someone else, you get to work with them, you get to play with them, you get to see them. And it's not one time, it's frequently. That's actually how relationships, understanding, compassion, empathy, and real inclusion actually happens. And so at Friendship Circle, that's what we do. We actually pair 
children and young adults with disabilities together with neurotypically developing teenagers in our community. And we pair them for friendship and social experiences. We don't do services. We don't do anything else that so many amazing organizations do and are so necessary. We focus on the one thing that tends to be hard to quantify, hard to put your finger on. And that's feeling like you belong and feeling like you have a friend. And go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you, you, Friendship Circle does such an incredible job of that, and and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world that have benefited as a result of Friendship Circle. It's true. So, actually, you just mentioned Friendship Circle is, um, there's over almost 80 to 100 chapters all over the world, literally from Australia to Virginia and everywhere in between, and um they are, there's an amazing amount of people that are associated with friendship circles, whether it's teenagers, families, friends, kids, adults, there's really, it builds this incredible community in all of these places. And you know, it's really interesting. I'm just going to, I'm going to veer for a second before I tell you about all the amazing yeah, things we have coming up. Just, just for a second. I, I think it really speaks to what we do. Um, actually, you mentioned all these other friendship circles, and I happen to be on a communication chat with all the other directors. And so we're constantly going back and forth. What did you do for this event? How are you doing that event? Who can help me with this graphic, right? So we have an amazing resource from all these other friendship circles, even though we're all completely independent. And just this week, um, one of the friendship circles, one of the larger friendship circles, had their walk in their community. And it was amazing, and it was well-attended. And the director posted personally on our chat and said, you know, I, we had this amazing event. It was incredible. It was everything I wanted. And I was, I was having such a hard time focusing because of all the things going on in the rest of the world. And she said, I got into my car at the end of the event, which I should have been celebrating, and I just started to cry. And she said, I was just, it was so hard to do both at the same time. And what was amazing is that we just had an event at Friendship Circle this past Sunday. And I got there, and all of a sudden we had one of our our kids, he's not really a kid, he's about 16, and he came over, and his friend that he was waiting for to come to the event didn't come that day, and he started to cry, and we had another young adult who has been struggling with some mental health conditions, and she's actually a teen friend, which is really interesting, and what I realized from this event that just happened a couple days ago, and in combination with my friend who had this amazing experience, is that people struggle a lot that we don't see, and they struggle um, not just when things are hard, but very often all the time. And when you have a friend to lean on and someone to call, it really makes everything different and it makes you feel better. And so it reminds us all the time that Friendship Circle fills a need that really doesn't exist elsewhere. It fills, it fills a void, which is that friendship and loneliness can cause, and it's, yep. it's important. Uh, Friendship Circle is more than important, Sarah. It's vital. And and the work that uh, that's being done, I, I say the work. I don't know the effort. I mean, the, because nobody's getting paid. The, the, these are uh, typically developing peers who say, "Okay, uh, I'm going to go, and I'm just going to be a friend with somebody who's got some challenges, some special needs." And having experienced this on, on a personal basis throughout the years, uh, invariably my thought was, okay, uh, who's going to get something out of this, you know? And, and mm-hmm. what you find as you are involved in this on any level, whether it's because you have a son or a daughter who is is getting the friend from this side or from that side, right? Special needs or typically, it doesn't matter. 
each mm-hmm. one of those sides is, is getting something that's so important, that's so beautiful, that's so warm. Uh, it's it, it's tough most of the time not to get struck by allergies, even in the dead of winter. I mean, it's 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 tough. It's it's uh, it's just great stuff that's happening, and I and and I'm I'm just so proud of of everything that the Friendship Circle of Virginia does every single day i mean it's, it's just incredible stuff and that's why I'm, I'm just so thrilled anytime you've got a special event uh, you know everybody needs to know about it everybody needs to be part of it well let's talk about that um yeah. i and, and i really appreciate it jeff i appreciate you giving us a platform to discuss what we do because it really is vital as you said and we are growing there's more kids and families and teen friends who we get paired they're coming more and more and it's exciting our events are growing we're outgrowing venues it's becoming it's becoming exciting and so um, there's really amazing, beautiful stories, beautiful friendships that are coming out, people that have you know, remained in touch after they go to college. And it's just, yep. there's some really, really exciting stuff going on. So one of the things that we do, and aside from the programs that we do with our kids and our families and our young adults, is that we do something to help the community understand better what is it that they can do, right? If I don't mm-hmm. have a child with a disability or I don't have a teenager, how do I get involved? Why should I care? And so this event that we have coming up um, in less than, I think about a week and a half, Sunday, November 19th, from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock p.m., it is a free community-wide event, so anyone can come, and we encourage everyone to come. Bring your friends, bring your kids, bring your families, bring your neighbors, whoever you want. Um, It is at Bird Park, Fountain Lake. We're doing a one-mile loop around Fountain Lake, and this is our annual event called the Walk and Roll. It is fully accessible for wheelchair users, for scooters, for bikes, for carriages, whoever would like, or for walkers and whatever, whoever would like to join us. It is a fully accessible event. It is free. There's going to be tons of really exciting activities. There's uh, snow cones and there's face painting and there's coffee from Starbucks and there's inflatables that are also accessible. Um, There's really just so much. There's Loving Acres Farm, which is actually an animal sanctuary, and they have animals with some disabilities, and they're going to be there mad science there's going to be some vendors and resources some really great opportunities for the community to come out get together and have just a really feel good day oh i love that uh, and now what is what is the cost if somebody wants to uh, step up and uh, be part of this that is a great question so good uh, good asking because it is totally free so we are even giving something away we're giving away for the first 200 uh registrants we are giving away free uh goodie bags with all sorts of fun stuff in them and it is a free, completely free event. And really, we rely on our sponsors for right. making this event free. And can I take a second to highlight yes, that? Yes, I was going to ask Amazing. you to. Heck yeah, let's hear who this is stepping <laughs> up to the plate. Absolutely. So one of the best, uh, one of the, the most continuous sponsors that we've had at Friendship Circle is FastMart. They are a wonderful, wonderful sponsor for us. Um, so they are our main sponsor for this event. And we have a couple other companies that are joined on this time around. New Patterns, ABA, UPS. The Galpern family, the Walker family, Concussion Care of Virginia, Hurricane Fence, Homey Asset Management, Art Factory, Designer Deliveries, Mesa Vista Farm, which does therapeutic writing, and Six Wheels Consulting. So there's some really great partners that we have. And, of course, so many of the other um, disability-related organizations are bringing their families, their crew. So it's going to be a really lovely, feel-good event that really we encourage everyone to join us. Free, free, free. I love it. All right, so one more time, when and where and do I need to register? Yes, we would love for people to register, even though it's free and we can accommodate as many people as can show up. Um, it always helps us for planning purposes, so you can go to FCVA. That's the acronym for Friendship Circle Virginia. So mm-hmm. FCVA, walk, 
the letter N, roll.com. I know that was confusing. I'm going to say it one more time. F-C-V-A, walk, N, roll.com. And it has all the information on there. You can register. You can sign up. It tells you where to go. Um, and we would love, love, love to have everybody there. Please join us. All right. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Sarah, if it's all right. I want to share it on my social media channels. And can you block out, like, say, a week from now, around the same time, come back just to give everybody a little... You know, a little reminder. Hey, don't forget about this. It's coming up. Would you mind? I would definitely not mind. (laughs) I would love that. Thank you very much. All right. Well, Sarah, it is always great to speak with you. I look forward to speaking with you again next week. That is my friend, Dr. Sarah Cran-Cement. She's truly just one of the finest human beings that uh, I've ever known. Uh, She's the executive director of the Friendship Circle of Virginia. They have their big walk and roll event coming up in about a week and a half. Uh, I will get all the details posted and then... We're going to get Sarah back on. This is just a great way to get out, get some fresh air, which is nice. You can run, you can walk, you can roll, whatever you want to do. And uh, also uh, spend a little time with the Friendship Circle, which is comprised truly of amazing people. And uh, right about now, I think we could all use a little interaction with some really cool, nice people. 546, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 552. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It's um, Wednesday. Yeah, that's how it is. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Hey, you know Kenny Shoes running for Congress down in North Carolina. We haven't had him on uh, in a while. We should reach out to him. He's a uh, graduate of Maggie Walker. He's done some great work. Uh, great, great books. And um, anyway, yeah, reach out. Let's let's reach out to him and get him on. It's been a while. I'm just I'm I'm r- scrolling through. Uh, my my ex stuff, and I follow a lot of people, and I'm thinking, man, I don't need to follow all these people. I mean, some of these people don't do anything or say anything, and uh, I, it is funny that I'm looking exactly at uh, LeVar Stoney and Jason Cameras as I say that. I, I didn't mean it. Oh, 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 it's true, but I, that's not really, believe it or not, why I was uh, saying that. But I'm just trying to take a look at these and get rid of some of these folks because, yeah. It is clogging up the works, you know, taking up some space here. Uh, if you would like to be part of the uh, Friendship Circle activities, make no mistake, they're they're well with, worthwhile. They're always, always enjoyable. It's the opportunity to get out and do something completely and totally positive at a time when you don't necessarily have uh, a lot of opportunities to do that. And I know there's some sad people today. Oh, well, Republicans didn't win the state Senate. That's true. They did pick up one seat, though. And there's even better news. Joe Morrissey's no longer a state senator or won't be. I heard John's going to talk to him tomorrow. I won't be listening. Uh, And I apologize. Well, no, I don't apologize. I just uh, I I, I can't give any uh, respect to somebody who would go out of his way to spend time with and celebrate and salute a cop killer just can't do it so i mean i'll i'll have to do what i have to do but uh that that will not be part of my day um joe morrissey's not a good guy i mean just the way it is and i know he's done some good things and this is where you get into the whole hmm should i do this should i do that should i support this should i support that right because i i will tell you quite frankly uh, joe morrissey had done some great pro bono work for people who were trying to uh, get services for their kids who happen to have special needs. 
but there there just comes a point, I think, with everything and everyone where you say, okay, that's that's just a step too far, and I, I can't be part of that anymore. And uh, that whole celebrating and welcoming the uh, killer of Michael Patrick Connors was was the last straw. So anyway, I don't know, I'm just sort of uh, blabbing here and bloviating. Uh, more importantly, tomorrow, Dave Brad is going to be join us, joining us. Uh, Dave is with us every other Thursday, which I, I just love. He and uh, Dr. Keith Ablo swap those spots every week. We've got Greg Jarrett from Fox News, who is going to be with us next week. I'm trying to think of some other stuff. I know we've got Todd Starnes uh, in the on-deck circle, and you know we're getting into the holiday season. Um, we've got Thanksgiving coming up, and I'm just going to give you the heads up now because I don't want you to be shocked or surprised. Heidi is having a shoulder replacement surgery. Her entire right shoulder is going to be replaced. She's like damn near, uh, what was her name, Jamie Summers? And uh, so, long story short, she's having that done on the 28th, so a couple of days after that, uh, i got to be here to take care of everything that she would normally be doing with her right uh, armular apparatus. No robots to help her. So I'm just giving you the heads up on that one. Okay, tomorrow morning, please listen to John Reed starting at 6 a.m. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.